You are listening to Intro to Extra, the life and times of polar people, the podcast where an introvert and extrovert talk about how they perceive and experience life differently through random musings and anecdotes. This podcast is meant to explore experiences and is intended to provide a certain level of empathetic understanding. In no way are the opinions expressed in this discussion an absolute about introvert and extrovert realities, simply two individuals' awareness of each other's methods of coping with their existence in the world. Each week we will discuss a new phenomenon and will end when we feel we've exhausted enough experiences or no one actually listens. Hey everyone. Welcome to Intro to Extra. I'm here with Greg. The extrovert. And I'm here with Ross. The introvert. And Greg, today I am going to live vicariously through you because we're going to talk about going out. That's restaurants. That's concerts. That's things you do with friends. That is things that I do, but I just feel like you're an extrovert and you do that so much better. So maybe you can prove me wrong today. So maybe we can... Maybe we can get to the bottom of this whole going out and doing stuff, whether it's on the weekends, whether it's the evenings. So tell me this. When's the last time you, quote, went out? Uh, Two weeks ago, three weeks ago, three weeks ago, uh, my friend came into town from Louisiana and we went out to, oh gosh, in COVID land, we went to Six Flags. Uh, Six Flags, (laughs) we went out to restaurants, sat on the patio, we... We uh, definitely were out of the house most of the weekend when he was here. Um, and that was the first time I'd braved the world in really six, six months. So um, it was exciting. It was exciting to be out. I can definitely tell you there's the, the onset paranoia that comes from being out and sure. people with masks that like not a mask. Like the one I like right now is the cloth that like they wear like a cloth around their face. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it like, it blows every time they breathe in and out. So you know that air is just coming right out, right yeah. down on their yeah, neck, it's, out, yeah, out, it's not out doing, the it's mask. It's not doing any good. Yeah. Like what value is that? No, I, I think we need a, I'm surprised there's not more Bane masks, you know, yeah. from, from Batman. Yeah. You know, I feel like, I feel like oh, that Batman. would, yeah, that would be in right now. Right. So do you, did you only put, if, only if you have Tom Hardy's voice though? Let's be honest. Like only point. if you could do that voice. Good otherwise, point. otherwise you just sell him. Yeah, no, it wouldn't. It wouldn't. It wouldn't work for you. <laughs> I'm gonna have to order a Bane mask for for, for our for our listeners. You know, no, yeah, like Halloween's no bribes, coming up. But, like, could we go with Halloween masks all all all, all October? I mean, wouldn't that be wouldn't that be it? Like, someone just asked me the other day, like, can you trick or treat? Can we go out and trick or treat? Like, what do you think? What would be your attitude about trick or treat? I'm like. Well, I'm thinking the Ninja Turtle mask, you know, the one that actually goes mm-hmm. over your whole face. It's like hard plastic. Yeah, 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 yeah. Remember back in the, back in well, the early got, 90s and suffocated that. children? I think, got that's, Jason I think that's what mask. we got to go with. Yeah, you've got that. You've got Jason <laughs> mask. You've got Halloween is, is, is an ideal time. Let's just pretend it's Halloween all the time. Maybe then people would wear masks. So did you, did you, <laughs> I don't know. I mean. I know you, you, <laughs> haters going to hate it, You know, if you, if you don't feel like you need to wear a mask, that's fine. Just keep listening. We're up to 21 listeners. I think it's my mom's <laughs> created four accounts. <laughs> so thank you, mom. The, did you, did you plan out? So I have this, I have this theory that extroverts never plan anything out when they go out 
and everything else. And introverts never go out because they're too busy planning stuff. But that's just that's just <laughs> that's just me. So I'm not yeah. pointing any fingers. Yeah, I don't. I I don't think that. I, I've have had I've had that conversation quite a bit lately, which is how much of it is really truly extroversion, and how much is just personality quirks. Sure. Let, let's again baseline. I think extroverts are simply just people who love to be around other people. It doesn't mean they have to be the talkers. They tend to be, but they don't have to be the talkers. They don't have to be those things. They just get supercharged with people around. And introverts, I think, get supercharged when they're not around people. Yeah. Or, or, or not around people that they don't know. Right. right? Like I, I get charged up when I'm around certain people and hence the, hence the going out conversation. Cause I do love going out with a select group of people when I have things within my control. So, and, and no, I, I don't like being the center of attention. Right. But like that, that's, that's for sure. But I think I think the control aspect might be there in the planning section. I think let's take a take a look at control. I think because extroverts know that they're going to be around people and they they desire people's company, they've learned certain tricks and traits in which to to ensure people keep hanging out with them, right? Because if you're an extrovert who no one wants to hang out with, that's a very depressing proposition. Yeah. Uh, so you've learned traits to ensure that you're still having a good time, even if something isn't planned. And I think for introverts, and this would be Greg's assumption, that from a control aspect, having a set of activities, a set of things that you ensure that you're going to continue to enjoy that time spend ensures that you don't have to rely on your people skills as much as you have to rely on just the activities pushing forward something to occur. Yeah. I mean, I love... I love playing games, right? And, and maybe we've talked about this. Maybe it was just a random topic we've had, but I love playing games. My spouse, not so much uh, at all, ever loathes playing games, but I like playing games. Like we'll go to family or friends. I always bring games along like board games, dice games, card games, just in case it never happens. Somebody wants to play games. And I think to the point is, I know that there's a controlled manner at which I can interact with people and I really enjoy it. I mean, I do enjoy the games, but if you're going to put me in a room of 30 people that I don't know, at least give me a game to play, right? Give me some structure yeah. and some yeah. rules that I can, but, but by doing that, I will slowly meet those people because it allows me to have specific interactions. And that's, that's what, you know, that's what it allows me to do. So Maybe that's, maybe there's a, maybe there's a secret there, right? Like it's like, I think there, I think there probably is. I don't, I don't know that extroverts don't like some level of that. Uh, I know for me, it is an unknown when you're going to go somewhere, especially the, the, my, my, the dreaded event, which is the cocktail party, right? That's the dreaded event. Uh, if for anyone, it doesn't matter if you're extrovert, introvert cocktail parties, sure. especially if the majority it, 99% of the people are either people that you have to have some sort of social normality with, like the idea that they, there's a certain expected behavior with those people. So you can't really be yourself. So you're already stressed, stressed about that. And then there's the, the other aspect of cocktail parties, which is there is no relative structure. You mm -hmm. know that there'll be, I mean, you ever go to a cocktail party, it's always the same thing, right? It's everybody's waiting for the bar to open. So now they're just milling around and talking to their spouse and like, doing things yes. like getting tissues out of their purse for no reason. Like they're just, just fidgety, right? Just waiting for the alcohol to be served. Then the alcohol gets served and, and then the drinkers immediately 
try to push up against the bar and try to drink the first one real fast and use the second ticket to get the second drink. And, and like, you love open bar events for that reason. You don't know you love them until after the event has started. And then there's the, the dining. And then, and I think the reason that people like it when hors d'oeuvres come out is because now you have a topic. You can't have a conversation mm-hmm. with some random person unless you're having mixed drinks about what gin they drink or well, what beer they drink or like, oh, wow, this Cabernet is real good. It's never good at a cocktail party. The wine is never good at a cocktail party. Um, so Take note, s- folks. Coming <laughs> straight from Greg. <laughs> Well, because they they want to have quantity, not quality. I mean, they're not serving like $60 bottles of wine. Not that I think you should have to spend that because that's a whole nother like digression to talk about what wine quality is. Um, But there's never really that the high, you can't really talk about the alcohol. So now it's talking about the hors d'oeuvres and you hope you have something to talk about with, with them. Like we talked about conferences last week. It's the, now you can talk about work or some subject matter mm-hmm. or you might comment on the speech you didn't like but just because that's the one thing you know that other person was at the event with to like talk about yeah and then there's a groove that hits and once that groove hits then it's it's a good it's a it's a good time once you start to find commonality but what games do is it completely removes that now you're playing the game the the, the whole purpose now is to move your car around the board or whatever i'm affinity for monopoly um moving your thimble around the board and you know you have a purpose, and especially when you do a uh, you do a game that people are familiar with, it immediately makes it a nice event. And I think that's true for introverts and extroverts. I don't think that's unique to introverts, but I do think that extroverts rely a lot less on those things yeah. than than probably an introvert does. Sorry well, for that long diatribe, people. No, that's okay. I learned that you're a thimble guy, which we'll have to peel back that onion a little bit later. <laughs> um, okay, top hat. <laughs> Anyways, I... So I thought it was only me who, you know, that pre, that pre-wedding reception party before the bride and groom come out where it's super awkward and everybody's just hanging around with like the one or two guests that they know really well. I thought that was only me that thought that was like nails on a chalkboard. Oh, I don't, I don't know of anyone who really, really likes those events that way. I mean, they like the free alcohol. But there's always that one person that walks in and like everybody wants to talk to them and and they and all of a sudden everybody feels just better and they just gravitate around that person and i mean i know that's not an introvert extrovert that's more of a charisma thing and just uh just that person maybe they know more people and the style of it but i go to these events just desperately waiting for that person to come in the room because then people will like flock and then it causes some more people to just start talking because I can't, I am very bad at introducing myself, like cold call, like introducing myself to somebody. I wouldn't say very bad. I would say non-existent. So maybe I've, I've never done it before. <laughs> so I almost, it almost has to be like, oh, hey, this is my husband, Ross. Yada, yada, yada. Nice to meet you. And then over a while, eventually I will get to know them and talk to them. But there's all, it's just super difficult for me to feel, to ever feel comfortable. Like we had a, we had a birthday party for a, for a close friend of ours. And I knew 90% of the people in the room, there were about 30 people there. I knew pretty much everybody other than a couple of parents and maybe some, actually, no, I pretty much knew everybody there. I felt so uncomfortable until we all actually sat down and I could sit across the table and have a conversation with two or three people. I literally was walking around like I don't know what to do with my hands 
style thing, like walking around like this lost duck, attaching myself to my spouse because I just didn't want to start up a conversation with people I knew very well and get along with very well. But until I sat down, then all of a sudden I felt comfortable and it drove me nuts. I'm like, why couldn't I just go inject myself in the conversation? But I feel like it's rude to inject yourself into a conversation of people talking. It's messed up. And like, like, and I've seen, I mean, I've seen you inject yourself into conversations with people just fine. And I just can't, but, but it's, but it's okay. So let's, 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 un, let's look back at a couple things. So, so one, I think the guy with the super charisma and that level of confidence, while I do know that they exist in the world, they tend to exist in the moment. So that guy's probably not that way. I love sure. how we just, we gender, we, we, we made that the gender of a guy because a female can do just the same thing. But oh, I think absolutely. It's, there are some very extreme charismatic people, people in the world, but most of the time, I think it's about your confidence level. The people that are most able to do that are people that know a bulk of people or have already hyped themselves up to be there. Um, And that they're going to see some people that are there and they just, that's the expectation of them. So they do it, but that's, but in unknown circumstances, they probably don't do that. That's a character that's designed for that, that particular approach. And we all have that kind of thing. It's an act, right? But, but the injection piece I know for me, who starts off shy at the beginning to before an event, um, I've noticed that the warm up time for me is about ten minutes, whereas probably for you is ten forever. Years. Um, ten, <laughs> ten years. Ten years. No, I can so, I can inject pretty good with my family right now. So I also I also uh, I I naturally eavesdrop. And I can hear lots of different conversations until I hear something interesting. And then if I hear something interesting, then I just I just decided to be rude is basically it. No, I, I think what, what you recognize, what I do, so this is the trick that I do at cocktail parties, is I actually look for the people that look the most nervous to be there. Oh, we hate you, Greg. No, no, the reason why <laughs> we, I find, no, no, because my goal is not to make them more nervous. My goal is to make them feel part of, because I don't feel good. I don't feel like I'm comfortable at the party. I don't really... Like, I don't know why I got there. Half the time yeah. I get invited to these things, I'm like, why am I here? Who do I know? Oh, yeah, I know that guy. Why yeah. am I here? So I also look around the room, and I see other people who have the exact same look on your face, which is like half grimace, half shock, like just just, just surprised that they actually put on the shoes on the right feet. Um, yeah. Like, And I, I go up to them and start having a conversation. And usually it has to do with something either – observational so like i love it when it's in a place that's weird and eclectic because you can make commentary on the on the art sure or i try to stay away from the news even though that's like the the one that everybody wants to do um or the weather i don't like to do weather or news i usually try to comment on something just benign and innocuous but also odd or funny Mm -hmm. right and uh and and that's kind of how you break the ice with them and you make them feel whole and welcome especially if i know that i'm not going to have any anybody else to hang out with and you know what in about two minutes you can read them and figure out based on their reactions if they would really want to sit at a table with you yeah um but i think it's more fun to do it that way than it is to wait till you get to the table where your name card is and then stand around the room going sitting around the table going so what do you do yeah what do you do for a living how do you know these people yeah well (laughs) and, and, and i think that the I both like I both love and hate that person, you know, that comes up to me and starts the conversation, <laughs> right? Because you know I'm not going to, but at least it passes the time, right? Yeah. So there at least is some level of okay, the and you being the extrovert, I'm assuming 
that doesn't, that's not hard for you, right? To make these silly observations to start talking to somebody versus on the flip side, you tell me, hey, go find somebody who looks like they don't want to be here and strike up a conversation with them. I'll be like, what, you want to make this worse for me right now? So I like that person in that they come and talk to me. But then at the same time, my warm up time is more than 10 minutes. So there has to be a strong, that's why, that's why them knowing somebody is a stronger, is a strong connection for me. Right. See, I, I think, so the, the flaw, the fly in the ointment for me as an extrovert is there's some elements that are less to do with extroversion and more to do with people pleasing. So, yeah. um, I think a lot of people misconstrue the show that I put on or do or act in whatever as some sort of that I want attention. And the reality is that I do want attention from the people I care about. I want their attention all the time. Like, give me all your attention. Give me all your attention. But, but for people that I don't know, most of the time it's not for attention. It's to deflect the, the anxiousness and the feelings of whatever away from them. Like for instance, dancing, right? I learned this when I was DJing and whatever it was, or, and I learned it at clubs and I learned it at parties and I learned it when I did that short stint of wedding DJing. What you realize is that what people really want is someone to go out and make a fool of themselves first. And then they'll be happily go up and make a fool of themselves. Um, as long as somebody else is doing the fool, then whatever. And that's leadership in general. And I think most people, I think that's more what I'm more striving to do is just clear up the whatever and being like, I'll be ridiculous. Like at the end of the day, I'd either uh, my favorite place. I don't know anybody. Cause it's like, yeah. I'm not going to know any of you tomorrow. So I'm going to yeah. act a fool. I'm going to take away the attention away from like all this anxious, nervous energy. Cause I want to have fun and I want to be out on the floor with lots of people. I'm not there to do the show. Yeah. Like I'm going to do this. I'm going to release people, the pressure. Right. And then people were more willing to go out on the floor and dance and whatever. And I realized sometimes it takes a very strong person to be my friend because to know that I'm going to do that is very disconcerting for people that, that have a certain level of expectation of what they think certain social settings should look like. And I completely throw them out the window yeah, and that drives people a, crazy. Yeah. There's a reason we haven't gone out to any, anywhere that could potentially be an awkward moment for me. I mean, right. Like it's, yeah. it's totally true. We'll go, we'll go, we'll go to a restaurant, but I'm not, I'm not going to a club with former DJ Thimble guy, Greg. Like, <laughs> that ain't gonna happen. Yeah, no, I, I get that. I, but I, to be, yeah, for me, going out is more about the, there are certain things I like to do, and that's maybe probably more to do with the fact that of what my my previous life was like up prior to, you know, last year and prior to COVID and blah, blah, in some certain situations, that I didn't do a whole lot for me anyway. So if we're going to go do something, it's usually for someone else to please them or whatever. Yeah. For me, like, I just like to spend time with the few people that I'm really close to, mm -hmm. which is alternative to what people think of an extrovert. Mm -hmm. It is. However, my, my amount of time I want to spend with people is significantly higher than I think for an introvert. Yeah, I would, I would, I would agree. And I think that misconception around you just want to be friends with everyone and, you know, just spend a ton of time with tons of people all the time is probably one that is a pretty common misconception. And the whole center of attention thing, right? It's like, hey, I want to go out and I want to be that guy wherever we go with tons of people. It's like, no, I would love to go out and spend a ton of time with these people because that's enjoyable. But it's not necessarily, 
like you said, it's not necessarily everyone all the time. It's some people all the time. Right. And I think that's the difference between personality types. I don't introvert and extrovert. I think what we're just noticing and, and we're continuing to un, uh, you know, build upon our, our narrative we started with is it really is this just idea of how much time, quantity, quality you're spending with people. And we can add multiples to it. I'm sure there's extroverts that we could bring on to the podcast that need hundreds of people to see. Um, but I do believe we're, I do believe you're bordering somewhat. And when you want that center of attention and you want to be the star and you want continuous validation that I think you're now bordering on different types of personality mm -hmm. issues. I think you're dealing on yeah. like what some people call narcissism or, or I think it's just, uh, you know, you have some attention issues or whatever it is. That's a very different idea. Yeah. I, I do know something though about me is that for certain people, I'm a little much. So by dispersing out me to five or six, seven people, I get a lot less much for one person because I could be a lot for one person. I uh, got the old peanut butter spread. Right? Yeah. You're I think that's it more out. it than anything yeah. else. I think if I spend all day by myself talking to just me and then all of a sudden one person wants to talk to me, I will it's like over overwhelming. I will overwhelm them. I'll be like all of me all at once. And they're like, I can't do this right now. Like, you need to go away. I don't think I've ever overwhelmed somebody. Maybe, maybe somebody can, maybe somebody can tell me at a time that I overwhelmed them. Right now, I, I would hope people don't say, "Oh yeah, Ross, you are underwhelming all the time." <laughs> <laughs> right? You're just whelming. Right? You're not really. You're just whelming. You know, just kind of in the middle. But there's so one of the things that for me going out as an introvert and, and part of it is just for our you know, 21 listeners, <laughs> double figures, baby, double <laughs> figures for we, we've talked about the, you probably recognize I'm a guy who likes structure. And so you talk about restaurants, go into a restaurant. I look at the menu way ahead of time. I'm not going to order off menu. I hate being that guy who modifies things and I have this love-hate relationship with my waitress or waiter because I, I recognize that they need to be friends. This is hospitality, right? They are in the services industry, but I just want you to take my food and bring me my stuff. <laughs> and so you don't like the waiter who sits in your booth, oh, like, like that guy? No, the one that wants the, to tell me yeah, a the story. Server, yep, the server, oh. or the one who kneels down, like kneels down and looks at you. Oh. It's like, hey, Ross, how you doing? This isn't Disney. You don't have to be eye level with me, right, to yeah. recognize that I'm part of this show. Like, it's, Welcome to 54th Street Grill. Yeah, I know, right? Just want to let you know that nothing here is under 1,700 calories. That's right. And, and the, <laughs> the, the problem the problem with that, I feel really bad because I know, and I'm a good tipper, right? We can throw back to Seinfeld. I'm a notoriously good tipper, but I'm not the, I'm not the, 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 the guy who's uh, running off committing crimes, but I tip really well because I feel bad that I'm just like, give me my stuff, do my thing. And I'm not unfriendly. Like I will force friendliness at a restaurant because I recognize I want to pay it back to them because I recognize they need to be friendly. That's part of what they do. But I was, oh, I'm always curious about if being an introvert is even possible in the service industry from like a restaurant standpoint. I mean, it has to be because 
everybody, we talked about this. Everybody can do any personality can do any job, but I always wonder you go in as an introvert to sign up for a service industry job. And the, you know, it's the whole office space. You must wear this much flair. And they're like, Nope, peace out. I'm done. (laughs) Yeah. I I think it's functional. I I mean, I, I want to go back and talk about the menu for a minute because I think that's, there's some elements that I'm starting to notice that, that introverts, I do think introverts, there's a lot more control involved with the personality type. Uh, and I think me, I'm more apt on a menu to just tell them, just tell like, just have the chef make me whatever. I don't no. want to make a decision. No, just Greg, this whatever. isn't, no, that, that's yeah. chaos. No, I get, that's I get chaos. it. Like, I get it. That's, but that might be a personality and less about extroversion. But back to the service industry, I, I've, we have to be mindful that, that just because somebody isn't out, like outgoing, doesn't mean they're not an extrovert. And just yep. because somebody is miserable, doesn't mean that they're an introvert in the service world. But I do think there's probably a level of, there is a level of closeness that comes with being an introvert and extrovert. I think there's a level of wanting to be there. And at the end of the end, the end of the day, it really comes down to how do they feel when they leave the job? Do I think they'll maintain that career to be a main maintain being a server for life? Probably not. I mean, the idea that you have to be around people 24 seven is probably not the ideal career for an introvert, but I do. Could they do the job? Well, sure. They're just going to go home exhausted at the end of the day. Yeah. I mean, I worked at a, worked at a peach stand in the summer growing up as a kid. So I, you know, I was helping people with their peaches, picking out the good peaches and just, just the, when it was crowded and there was just a lot of just noise, I would just, it would almost feel like a panic attack coming on because there was just so much going on. And I felt like I needed to focus on one or two people to, you know, provide them a quality quality job, like work with that person, talk to that person. And there was just so much noise and everything around that it drove me nuts. Like it drove me absolutely crazy. I did that for one summer and it was just like never again. I couldn't be around that noise. And I still go to restaurants this day and just the clanging and the all the rumbling and talking of people. You commented on your on your spouse being an introvert. And I'm not entirely convinced that that's an introvert quality or an extrovert quality as much as it is, is a sound resonance because I'm pretty sure she, being that I know her, I'm pretty sure that she is, uh, she would be okay with just kind of the, the whatever's going on. She has a very good, um, she blocks the world out pretty well, personality yeah. wise. Yeah, you could say that. Yeah, you could say that. But if, but if people, but if, but I would imagine if people were just on like in her face all day, I think she'd be, I think that would be too much for her. Yeah. Whereas I think for me, if they're at my, like, I love customer service when they are in my face. Like, that's a lot of fun. Like, I'm just like, okay, I'll, I'll manage you. But the noise, I'm like you, if there's so much that I like, I can't maintain balance. I just, whatever I'm out. Yeah. Like okay, walk so, out the back door. Yeah. So it's, so it's not just me. And, and that's where the last thing I wanted to talk about was concerts. Right, because I, yeah. have, I have this feeling that, and we we mentioned that we've talked about the fact that introverts, you know, just kind of getting lost in the crowd. I love getting lost in a crowd. It's a lot of fun for me just to people watch and, and get lost in a crowd. But concerts are that, it's that delicate balance. Right? I, I went to a concert oh, a year ago, since I haven't gone to any concerts this year. And one of my favorite bands ever, and I just, at the end of it, it's like, I don't think I can do this anymore. 
I don't think it's, a, I don't think it's enjoyable for me anymore. And I, I thought about it. I was like, nobody there knew me. The person I was with knew me. That was it. That was the only person I was with was, I mean, the only person who knew me was the person I was with, but I realized I felt like I needed to be, have this level of energy and bring this level of energy and interact with the people and stuff to make this an experience. And I couldn't just sit there and, and zone out and enjoy the experience happening around me. And that's what, because I used to love concerts because I didn't know anybody. People were acting crazy, bouncing off the walls. Clearly, this was not a classical music concert, folks. You can probably guess. The Mozart mosh pit. Yeah, exa- exactly. Right. We, we love the old Wolfgang. And so, but it was weird because I used to love going to concerts for that reason. Nobody knew me. I was just another person in the crowd. And now all of a sudden, I was, and it wasn't the, I mean, I liked the sound, so it definitely wasn't sound issues there. It was really more just, I felt like I needed to participate to be a part of the experience. But are you, are you a concert freak? Like, do you enjoy concerts? I do. Uh, I do like concerts, but I'm an, I'm an intimate concert guy. Like I like, Mm. I like one where, um, I, one, I tend to I, I tend to swing towards the, I do have my new music, but I tend to swing to old man kind of music. But but I do like I do like some careful. of the newer. Yeah, care, but, careful, all the old men out there are going to be like what who, our whole twenty one our whole twenty one listeners. Who you call an old? Hey, maybe my dad listens to this. Dad, you're not old. I promise. <laughs> well, I mean, but but music that isn't necessarily current. Yes. So, yes. Oldies. <laughs> I don't even know if it qualifies as oldies. I'm not sure that like, you know, um, but the, the concerts that I go to, what I find interesting is that I went to a hip hop concert um, about a year ago. And I've always, always said hip hop concerts are kind of a waste because I'm not sure what the value is of, you know, the Steve Harvey reference, right? 19 guys jumping around with all of them with a microphone. It just sounds like a bunch of shoes in a dryer. But there, there is an intensity of being there and seeing your favorite artists do their music, even if it's really just a DJ and them. Uh, but the crowd that goes, I'm not young enough to find that enjoyable anymore. Like I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not young enough to be like, yeah, I, yeah, is that guy? He's taking off his. What is he doing? What? Why? She just chucked water at him, and he liked it. And I don't want to get wet at this. Con- I'm gonna go in the back. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, and just the idea that there's the things that go on at concerts when you're youthful, and the idea that 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 it's nothing, whatever. I think there's two moments in life where you can do that in your early 20s, and after you hit the age of 68, then you just don't care anymore. It's yeah. Like, and then you just roll with it, right? Then yeah. you go to the EDM concert right up front. 68 yeah. years old and just yeah. jamming out. Exactly. You, you can't hear it anyway. I mean, right? I mean, <laughs> let me, let me turn my hearing aid off and yeah. then it's perfect. Yeah. It's just, it's just now it's just noise. Yeah. Um, but I, but I do, I don't know if concerts, I like going out. I like seeing different people. I, I do know one thing that's different about, about you and me is that I have been at a concert and I will scan the the area especially when we go to AT&T Center I would scan the area and then I'd see people I know and then of course I would just go walk up to them randomly oh, no. what and be like doing? hey how you doing oh no 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 chance right I'm going straight I've never to my gone spot. to a concert and not known like five or six people really I yeah. like 
I think I've seen two people that I didn't come with that I knew at a concert that I went to. And I, intentionally, I just went straight to my seat, sat there, watched the concert, leave. So, but it's just, I don't know. It, the, the purpose of talking about going out was just, for me, it was to understand we both get benefit from it. I think both, both introverts and extroverts get benefit from it. I think we, it's, it's a matter of quantity, right, and quality. If I'm going to go out, I want it to be a very quality, you know, a very quality experience. I'm not saying you wouldn't, but quantity is important to you too with those people that you're that you enjoy yeah. hanging out with. I mean, I miss I miss going out, um, not for anything else other than just it's a change of scenery, a change of direction, and different people to be out in the world with. Um, out, out is also different though. Right. I would imagine mm-hmm. out for you just the act of going out. And we I know we're coming to the end of this, but I do want to know your thoughts. Going out for you is enough stress already that probably if I added on top of it, type of outfit, type of venue, type of whatever on top of it would just make it insurmountable to go out. Yeah, no, too much. There's too much, too much involved and too much I have to worry about being pulled into and, and brought into. And that's why that's why wedding stuff is like, oh, you've got to dress up and do all these other things. Got to be there at a certain time. Then I'm uncomfortable. So I'm like out of my element already. So yeah, there's, there's layers of, of going out. I mean, going out is I go for a walk, right? Like that, Yeah, that's going out. That's really enjoyable. And just going out in nature is fine to me. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I think going out, I love, like when I go to visit school, the best part of going to visit school in Biloxi, when it's Biloxi, it's not that, that great, but it's it's the art of, it's the act of going out after class. So you dress up for class, visit, and then you get to dress up again to go out again, and you go out with other friends, and you do different events, and there's different clothes that you wear to different events, and it's, I don't know, it's, it's fun. Yeah. It's fun to be out. Yeah, no, I agree. It's fun to be out, but different different perspectives, so... Awesome, Greg. Well, thank you to all. I'm just gonna. I'm. I'm just gonna call it 22 of you. That's 22. Yeah, we're gonna pick up another listener. We'll oh, get yeah. another one. We'll get another one. Oh yeah, easy. Thank you to the 22 of you for listening to this week's episode of Intro to Extra. Next time we meet, Greg's gonna pick the topic, and I'm just gonna deal with it, whatever he picks. <laughs> so, strap in, folks. It's gonna get interesting. Thank you for listening to this week's Intro to Extra.